I got a question for you, big bruv. Okay. I'm ready. All right. If ghosts can beat vampires no, I don't, in a I game don't have of it. rock, paper, scissors, no. then what is the third item in this it's, game? It's got to be werewolves, right? I think it's where like so so werewolves beat ghosts, but vampires beat werewolves. Well, I I don't know. I I feel like no, because werewolves and vampires are like they're competing factions, right? So what is something that could beat a ghost that could get beaten by a vampire? I was going to say Bill Murray. Bill Murray? Why? Yeah, Bill Murray, because he's the Ghostbuster. Oh, and no. He could definitely get taken out by a vampire, for sure. Oh, uh, good dad joke. I like that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if you can't tell everybody, we're talking about the final episode of season two, Heat Signature, episode 26. I can't believe you had an answer for that. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, fellow travelers. Uh, man, Adventure Time Podcast. Uh, my name is Russell Tindall, in case you didn't know. And I'm Ned, DJ yep. Nettie P, a.k.a. We're DJs. We're DJs. We're DJs on this uh, podcast. You know, my Shure M7 microphone spinning tracks on the beat. Yeah, I'm not really a DJ. I don't really have a <laughs> DJ name, but we're here doing this. It's been fun, man. This is the last episode of this gosh dang season. I know it's going to be, gosh, I'm, I'm season three is just great. This wasn't a bad season, but I think we just, we're You're just hype. getting more and more canonical Ooh. and it's so it's season. I even just flirted out, watched a little bit of season three today. And I was like, ah, oh, it starts strong. It starts super strong, man. Man, you know how I'm feeling, Ned? How are you feeling? See if, these, see if our listeners can hear how I'm feeling. I was it? Is that a little bit of on the rocks you got over there? A little bit of on the rocks I got going on oh, here. No, nothing, nothing beats cartoon shows and booze. Nope. Uh nope. This is we're we're adults. It's Thursday night, the college weekend. Uh Ned, why has Marceline never seen Heat Signature? It's such a great movie. I don't know, man. It's been a thousand years, obviously, since there was humans around. I would assume that these are humans in the movie Heat Signature. They very much look like humans. They do. And she hasn't seen it. And she was part of movie or was she part of movie club? She was a part of movie club. Yeah. So in movie club, they were watching heat signature three. And then Gosh, she was like, I've you. never seen heat signature one. And so well, we was, know this is out of order. Maybe this movie was supposed or this movie, this episode was supposed to come <laughs> out before a uh, video maker episode. I think it was, man. I think it, it truly was supposed to come out before video makers that this was supposed to be the first reference of Heat Signature. And to top it off, in Video Makers, Finn and Jake decide to not show movies anymore that have the FBI piracy warning on them. And then lo and behold, they're just running to Marceline's house to watch this movie with a group of people. So like they had already sworn that off and now they're back on the game. And I'm like, it doesn't, it does, it doesn't line up. It does bed the question, is there a sequel that is better than the original movie. Can you think of a sequel movie that maybe you Ooh. saw first or something you just enjoy more than the original film? I can't, I don't know. There's a couple of them that come to mind. I would say, um, probably the Sherlock Not Empire Holmes series, Strikes Back. but what? no, it, that's a given. That's, yeah, you know, yeah, that, you that's can't, a standalone. 
Though I, I think New Hope's better, but still, you can't. We're not oh, debating it's, that. It's hard to beat Empire for no, sure. We're not debating that right now, Ned. I, I know. We, this is, we, we stay away from the Star Wars on this podcast because we're going to get eaten alive. Yeah. Um, I was going to say Sherlock Holmes Game of Shadows, I think, is better than the first one. Um, I was going to say probably in the terms of Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man Universe, Spider-Man 2 is better than Spider-Man 1. Oh, fascinating. That's a good one. And that, okay. and that one stands strong. That's a Spider-Man 2 is great. So I think some people might say Winter Soldier. I'd never have seen it. Oh, Winter so. Soldier is so much better than the first Captain America. But that that's hard because that sits with – you just if you consider all the Marvel movies a mixed jumble bag, like – they're all kind of sequels of each other, you know? I, I think, I, actually, I do think I've tried to watch that one time, but I think I was kissing a girl. Uh-oh. So I don't think oh, I really watched it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, at all. I, I was, man, I have one, when I brought that question up, I have one in mind. Oh, I got it. Predator 2. I've, I only, I've never seen the first Predator movie, so... In my opinion, Predator Two is better than Predator One, but it probably is. <laughs> well, maybe maybe that'll be. It's got Arnold, right? Reviews. Yeah, it's Arnold, and oh gosh, Predator. That was the first rated R movie I ever saw. Okay, well, I need to go back and and watch that. I think also I need to go back and watch that other Arnold movie. Um, with the the time, John, whatever Terminator. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I, my mind. I've only seen Terminator once. I don't, you don't want to hear my opinions on it. Cause I'm going to get a oh, lot no. of hate. It's not that good. Oh, what? That's my all opinion. Right. That's, uh, but I haven't watched the whole, like the whole series of it all. So, you know, yeah. can't, I can't speak. Well, anyways, I can't believe she's never seen heat signature. It seems like a quintessential film. It's so funny that Jake and Ben don't even like it. Yeah. <laughs> They're, well, they're like, can we just get back to the brain second thing? Just let's just kill no, us. They're not, this they're movie not, sucks. They're not liking it because they're sitting on the uncomfortable couch. No, they're not liking it because the movie sucks, dude. <laughs> I guess so. I guess. And may, I don't know. I thought it was because of the uncomfortable couch, but it, I don't know. Maybe. The ghosts love it. And I have a theory on why the ghosts love it. Oh, give it to me. So the ghost we have, who was it? It was Boo Boo, Georgie, and what was the third one's name? Um... Oh man, Boo Boo, Georgie, and Wendy are the ghost names. They love Heat Signature because in the the Heat Signature, like when you're watching at the end, what's the guy say? He's like, but I can't read our Heat Signatures. And then the last little screams like, but but I've lost my Heat Signature. And I'm like, okay, so there's somewhat of these in the in the movie itself. They're somewhat undead, right? they don't have heat signatures. So I'm like, maybe these ghosts love Mm -hmm. it because they're like, we don't have heat signatures and like, we're also the undead. So like, that's why they really love it. It's very like M night Shyamalan. I see dead people. I'm a ghost the whole time. So like, that's why, that's why the undead people love it in the show, you know? Yeah. I, well, I, I think Finn and Jake just think the movie sucks. And also the couch is uncomfortable. It's just a bad viewing experience. Which I think we can all relate to bad movie-going viewing experiences. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't blame him. But it's a shame that He Signature doesn't hold up. And He Signature 3 is such a... I wonder how He Signature 2 is. Yeah. We, we, the ever-standing the ever standing question of Adventure Time is, what is Heat Signature 2 about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, we actually know. got a little bit of a clip. And 
I mean, I, unfortunately, I have another week where I'm like, I don't really know who my lovely is. Give, give, give me some sugar, baby. So I'm going to give my lovely to the private. Is that okay? This is I, another I, one where I'm like, I I'm not fully so. committed. I thought the lovely in this one was so obvious. What? Who? LSP. Oh, interesting. Okay, so LSP Why? gets my tops and my lovely of the episode. She's kicking it hobo style. She's kicking it hobo style, but she's on the phone with Melissa, and she's like, Melissa, I'm, I'm doing so well out here. And like, what did she say? She's like, Karen got in a dress, but she still looks fat. And I was but, like, dude, she's just... still looks fat. She, and then she's like, I'm doing so, so well. I got this can of beans. And she's just like all about the beans. And then when Finn <laughs> and Jake spilled the beans, she's like, yeah. my beans! <laughs> okay, and fine, fine. I'm like, dude, she... I'm, I just love LSP in her state because she is just like... She is power woman. Like, she is no, owning she's, everything uh, she's about. Know. She, well, she knows what she's, she's about. She's gossiping. She's gossiping. She's like, I can't see that jump to her face, but she still looks fat. But they see, that's LSP. She's like anti-everything. She's anti-everything yeah, anti that's good. Probably the most anti-everything that's good other than like the lemon grab people. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> like, I just love that she is all about this lifestyle that she's chosen and that she's not, you know, this, this princess that left her princess home in lumpy space. And that um, she's out there, like, got twigs and dirt all over her. And she's still just like, dude, I'm doing awesome. I got this kind of bands. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, I, dude, I just, that whole scene is the tops. That's like, that's where this episode peaks, in my opinion. Really? Beans, beans in a campfire ain't a bad vibe. That's not a bad vibe at all, man. Especially no. like she's just got the top popped, got it over the fire. Like, it kind of makes me want to go, like, make a fire and, like, see if I can cook some beans in a can. Like, rough at LSP style. I think the tops is somewhere in between learning invisibility and the moment where a certain character who we all know and love, and especially me. Yep. I knew my this sexy was character, come sexy my character, sexy of character of the episode. Character of the episode. Oh, every Marcy episode. It's Marceline. I have your base, uh, it's Louise. because she's 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 very dumb this episode. Yeah, and she I, is, but it's... Uh, I don't it, know. I'd say it would be a little bit more appropriately placed had it not come right after Finn's being enamored with Teenage Princess Bubblegum. Again, placement. I separated so it. Key. I, I separated it in my mind, like especially knowing that this episode was supposed to come out earlier. So I'm watching it. I'm not thinking about that. She's invisible, she slaps because he's like touching her lips or whatever. I'm guessing. Slaps him. She slaps catches him, catches him. him, spins him up to her embrace. And I'm just like, hubba hubba. Hubba Oh, hubba. Marceline. Do she that to what, me. What? She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. Was that in the Sandlot when when Wendy Prefercorn is uh, up on the lifeguard stand? And they're oh, like, she knows exactly she's, what she's doing. She don't know what doing. she's doing. Oh, she knows exactly what she's doing. <laughs> yeah, she knows what she's doing. No, oh, and she knows how to swing dance. Like that's a swing dancing move. I've done that move. That's that's a good move. <laughs> just in the sand. It's a it's a good move. And no, oh, it's a man. catch before they hit the ground. Spin up to you. It's and then right. a spin out. It's a good move. Right. right. Good now move. I was gonna say I, you know, I had some most punchable, and obviously the most punchable are all three of the ghosts because oh, they're because they're all assholes. So, but I was gonna say Marcy, Marcy might be my second most punchable because like. 
Mm. Not only does she get them in this mm. situation, she tries very, very little to get them out. Like, but she's like, vampires lose to ghosts every time. But she could, I mean, she could have done something. Obviously, Finn and Jake were just like, dude, Jake's holding the ghosts off with like two hands the whole time. And Finn's like punching them and everything. And I was like, dude, Marcy can just turn into an ultra bat. And I don't know, I don't understand the, you know, maybe the, demon lore of ghosts versus vampires but she's also half demon so at least half of her could probably kick the shit out of these ghosts you know maybe i mean her her vampire kick works something that was really cool is finn tries to do a vampire kick totally fails he falls and lands on top of the uh chandelier but marceline does one and it, and it does stop them momentarily she is a vampire but at the same time her judo chopper vampire kick wasn't quite enough Still holding them off because of the rock, paper, scissors thing. What I was going to say is, so, I don't know. This this whole episode, it's her old gang. It's from the underworld. She was in this gang with Wendy, Boo Boo, and Georgie, right? And so these are her old friends. These are, it's her crew from back in the day. You know, she has this sweet spot, just like, say, with your high school friends or your middle school friends or whatever. The sweet spot for these people that she grew up with. And then she realizes throughout the whole episode slowly, and I think at the end it's just kind of like, hey, I just can't do anything because they're, they would kill me or something. Yeah. But she realizes throughout the whole episode slowly that, hey, this isn't cool. And these are my friends, and maybe y'all aren't my friends anymore. And it's, that is so difficult to do, to, to grow out of relationships. And I think this episode, she had to do that. She had to grow out of a relationship that matters to her. Yeah, I mean, I, I see what you mean. It definitely is a, a point in Marceline's growth where, you know, she gets over in season one, kind of gets over being a jerk and starts to befriend people again. And in this one, she is putting another past life, you know, I'd say, I say past life, but like just an old po- like part of her behind and leaving that behind and being like, you know, these are the people in my life that I care about. Maybe I pranked you too hard. Like maybe I really ought to be more delicate with my my current friendships. Um, and not just kind of treat every, and and again, it sounds like she's kind of, um, stepped on people in the past and been a little bit caution to the wind with her friendships, you know? Um, so yeah, no, it's a good point. I didn't really think about that in this episode. So, but you see it, I mean, throughout the whole episode, she's constantly just like, Hey, that's, that's enough guys, you know, like, let's not do that. Oh, why'd you kick him off? you know, the big ledge or whatever. Like, you know, you know, past Marceline probably was the one kicking people off of ledges you know maybe so but she is also the daughter of the ruler the of the nightosphere yeah ruler of know? the nightosphere which did lead me and i wanted to see if other fans caught up on this she's like this is my gang i used to run with in the underworld not the nightosphere so i'm like does is marceline been a part is that of where visit- death was yeah that's what i would assume is is it's referencing some sort of dead world um, or one of the dead worlds, so that Marceline has been to or can traverse the dead worlds, maybe? So we maybe we need to confirm, when we take our commercial, we're not doing it yet, but when we do, we'll look into the underworld and see if that's a different thing from the other worlds, the yeah, Nightosphere. No, I mean, the, yeah. I, I pretty much know. I the mean, like, world. I know there's okay. the dead worlds and there's the Nightosphere and there's 50 dead worlds, but... I don't think there's one that's called the underworld. So I've got yeah. no idea. Like maybe we'll look into Perhaps it. But the underworld is just uh, another name for, you know, like the black market or the, 
you know, the like oh yeah, it's true. evil you know, underworld of Gotham. You know, yeah, and there are thing. there are. I mean, we see in future episodes that when, um, when you're in a dead world and you do try to communicate with somebody in the physical world you show up as a little blue ghost. It doesn't matter like what dead world you're in. Oh, so I think cool. that the, her friends are in the dead world and then just kind of traversing into the, the ooh world. That's kind of their like, what do you call it? Cor- corporeal forms. You think so? But their physical forms, they were able to actually kick and to suck the guts out through their brains and stuff. Yeah. That, and that's, well, there is an episode. I think they're just ghosts. I'm not going to, this is not a spoiler, but there's an episode where there's like a ghost fly. And the fly just is, it's like a little fly, but it has a little like bed sheet over it. Um, and it can go through Finn and Jake, but it can also harm them. Like it has a little scythe and it can like cut things in the physical world. So there is some sort of like transverse <laughs> yeah. uh, ghostly figure to physical world type mentality. Okay. Hmm. But I don't know why they like to suck guts out. That seems odd, you know? I don't know. Maybe it's just like how Marceline can't like... She can't help herself but prank Ben and Jake. She did this in so many different episodes. I feel like we learned our lesson about pranking. And here at the end, when the rock, paper, scissors thing happens, she's just like, Ben, Jake, I'm sorry you got, I got you into this. I should have never pranked you so perfectly. Yeah. But she's still kind of like, she's still bragging on herself. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she, yeah. Like it. I said, she's got that dumb energy this episode, man. I don't know. <laughs> Are we just learning about? Russell's sexual kinks in this episode? No, no, it's <laughs> no, into no, it for no. the podcast. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> Point no, into I it. it I love. I, maybe we should end and take a quick break on sexual kinks over here. Oh wow! Is that my <laughs> DJ name? <laughs> DJ Sexual Kinks. <laughs> uh, Ned, you need to be more vulnerable on this podcast. It's, it's all canon. It's all canon, right? Uh, you need to cry and be more vulnerable. All right, we'll talk to y'all after the break. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Hi, y'all. It's Ruby Sue, and I'm here to tell you about Red Ruby Wednesday's All-You-Can-Eat Wednesday Buffets. For only $7.99 every Wednesday night, you can come on down to the All-You-Can-Eat Buffet of all red items to get your succulent red sucking on. We've got red apples, we got red licorice, we got red steaks, and we even got red on red on red. You don't even know about that. I'll tell you that right there. Wednesday nights, kids eat free, adults eat all you can eat, $7.99. So come on down to Red Ruby Wednesdays and come see me, Ruby Sue, to get your all-you-can-eat red buffet on now. Come and get it, hun. Ned. We went that whole time. There was a really fun, cool, special guest voice actor this episode, and we didn't even talk about him. Tell did me you, about him. Did you catch it, or did you have to look it up? I got to know. I caught it. I never looked up the name. I just know it's Kevin from The Office. It is. It is Kevin from The Office. Uh, what is his actual name? I'm going to mess this up. Brian Baumgartner. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Totally probably missed that pronunciation. No, no, no that's right. But- that's right. Well, anyways, dude, I was just listening to the episode. I'm like, man, gosh, that sounds just like Kevin. It's got to be. And yeah. when I looked it up and got it, I was, I was happy about that. That's a good get. I'm I'm excited to see people like that at that level, even if that's not like the highest tier of voice actor you could get. But it's a really cool voice actor. Yeah, and, and this, this had cool to that be, he came on the show. This had to be during the office or at least right after it, you know? Oh, definitely. So he was, yeah. yeah, it was it was a good get and it was like of the right time period for that too. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you would know that everybody that had just been watching the office during all this time would be like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's definitely Kevin. Yeah. It's gotta be. Well, man, know, well, there's, we some, were, there's some other fun facts in this episode yeah, yeah, that yeah. are, Get into that the are like facts. the, the sneak. Well, there's sneaky ones and you just like, you wouldn't know uh, from references and everything, but you know, the, the, when the ghosts are doing their ghostly chant um, and like spinning in the circle and everything, it's actually um, one of those things that if you play it backwards, it's saying something. And the director's, um, it was a message to the creative director, Pat McHale, who I guess was leaving the show at the time. So backwards, it says, farewell, Pat, good luck in New York, come back soon. And that's what Aww. they were chanting backwards. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and where's Pat going? I, I don't it, apparently to New York. <laughs> well, I know, but why, why is what I'm Who knows? They're probably working yeah. on another show. Pat, probably if you want to so. get on the podcast and give us your adventure time, uh, uh, you know, let's learnings. get Pat back. Back let's in get adventure Pat, time. Let's get Pat back into adventure time. <laughs> um, no, there was some interesting uh, also ghost references in this one that the uh, the female ghost being named Wendy is possibly a nod to Casper the Friendly Ghost and his best friend was a good little witch named Wendy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one-faced male ghost, Georgie, um, is a possible nod to Georgie the Ghost, a character in the series of the children's book by Robert Bright. So some cool ghost references. They And then Boo Boo, who I guess is... Yeah, you know, probably a reference Boo, to... Uh, probably a reference to Boo Berries. Yeah, Boo Berries. <laughs> definitely, that's what it is. That's definitely what it is. Um, another one is that uh, the episode was originally titled Blood Drive, which was referring to the dre- address... When they go to the uh, ghost house, it was 25 Blood Drive. Pretty great address. Oh, yeah, I made a note of that. Yeah. Man, well, we get, we had more talk about vampires in this episode than than ghosts, though, you know? We did. We did. It was more about vampire powers than the ghosts themselves. But it's funny that Finn and Jake, really, they just wanted to be able to float. It didn't really matter how they were able to float, but vampire becoming a vampire seemed like the quickest, most rational way to do that. Marceline. We insist you join us in the vampires. It was a quick discussion too. Like, oh my gosh, we talked about how Finn had developed in this season and and not jumped into things so whimsically. And then it just like, dude, I feel like we just like totally regressed <laughs> yeah. back to season one, Finn. I was like, Marceline, turn us into vampires. This could affect the rest of my life. Please, let's do this right <laughs> yeah. now. I just need to solve but, this one problem I have. And it happens. It happens as soon as they get turned into vampires. And then they're like, she's like, do you crave blood? And Finn's like, oh my gosh, are we going to crave blood? Am I going to become evil? And Jake's like, Power if suggestion. I become evil, I'll have to wear cologne. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, well, I gonna... it does bed the question, does evil smell, Ned? I mean, if vampires are technically dead... But I don't know. Evil, evil people don't shower. Maybe that's the lesson here. So yeah, that, <laughs> that's what I wrote in my <laughs> notes. Maybe villains don't shower. Maybe villains. Um, I do have a, a segment that I I think people would love. Okay, uh, top five Russell's top five smelliest villains. Okay, give me your smelly villains. All right. Number five, the Ice King. Let's start with an Adventure Time character. Yeah. He's hanging out oh, with penguins. Pizza in the hamper. Spaghetti Ain't no in the way hamper. he's showering. Yeah, no moldy way. pizza, spaghetti. Ice King's got to have a stench about himself. Yeah, and all the, all, all the water in the Ice Kingdom would be frozen so he can't shower. Mm. Boom, done. Gross. Number four, the Dirty Bubble from SpongeBob. Stinky so, if you're on the inside, for sure. On the inside, and I will say he's number four because he's just dirt. 
you know, like dirt doesn't really smell, but dirty is as a descriptor, as a, an adjective or whatever, definitely yeah. describes he definitely looks like a, a smelly person. Yeah. 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 So he smelled, he deserves to be on the list. Number three, Venom. I, Venom's an alien. He's slime. There's just everything about that screams I smell to me. Okay. I don't know if, I don't know if like Peter Parker's ever been like, oh, Venom, you stink, bro. Take Maybe. a shower. I don't know. But number two, the creeper from Scooby-Doo. He looks like yeah, a smelly yeah, man. You don't know that? Dude, mm-hmm. come on. That's Scooby-Doo. Where are you? Uh, number one, Danny DeVito's penguin. <laughs> a very That's smelly a good boy. number one. That's a good number one. I, I would have outranked maybe number three. I would have replaced Venom with Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street. Oh, but is he a villain? Uh as far as Sesame Street goes. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That he lives made, in a yeah, trash he lives can, in a right? trash can. No, that's, yeah. yeah. The Cookie Monster. <laughs> the Cookie Monster. Yeah, the, the Cookie Monster. I don't know why I gave up like, or when I said the his co- name, I had like a little monster. bit of an accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yes, Oscar anyways, the Grouch definitely five, smells. Smelliest villains. What'd you say? Yeah. I said yeah. Oscar the Grouch definitely smells for sure. Definitely. Definitely. That's a good one. I don't know, man. Well, well, in terms, I know you kind of hit on some, some deeper stuff. Um, but like what I got some some vibes in this one that you know made me feel away. Oh, what way are you feeling? Well, just in that sense that the the ghosts in this episode and kind of the way they treat Finn and Jake, and a little bit of the way that Marceline feet like treats Finn and Jake this episode is that it kind of has that whole uh classic high school movie vibe of like, hey, let's befriend the nerd. And oh, yeah. invite the nerd into our group, and then the whole time our plan was to like make fun of them. Um, yeah, and no, I know Marceline's way that. of doing it is harmless, and maybe she's like the the person in the high school movie that's just like, but wait a minute, guys, the nerds are actually like really cool people. Like we shouldn't be mean to him anymore. Like, but I, it I definitely gave off that this, high school movie vibe. It's just not original. It's not a very original trope, or the the episode itself the idea for the episode, like it's always a great trope. Like I think I always enjoy these type of episodes and cartoons and shows when you see them, but it's something that almost every cartoon has had an episode of this is the idea behind it. We're hanging out with this kid for a reason, not because we actually enjoy them, but because of, you know, yeah, ulterior the situation. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you what, I- man. It it does remind me, gosh, I think we talked about this in the past a little bit. We're just going to get a little personal, but I'll try not to go too deep into this because it's a little bit of an aside, but kind of the culture of that I don't enjoy of like that Christian like thing at UGA where it felt like people were hanging out with you sometimes because they felt like they needed to. If you were like a, not like a sympathy case, but you know what I'm talking about? Like I definitely had a couple of people where I was like, man, I don't think you really like me. I think you're just hanging out with me because you feel like it's the right thing to do. Yeah. It's you're not, like, it's you're like, you're being the good in, person and therefore yeah. you're hanging out with me. It doesn't only happen in Christian cultures. I don't want to just yeah. put that on us, but this is my personal experience of, of feeling like, oh, maybe I don't belong in this group. I really want to be a part of this group. And I feel like they accept me and hang out with me because of that reason. And it wasn't all my friends and it wasn't, um, uh, you know, this was like specific instances or I, I saw other kids where I had a friend group and we were inviting them in and I was like, hey, that's great and all, but like, they're not like our 
best bro and we're going to do something like that should just be best bros doing that thing, you know? And it always felt odd to me. It felt a little bit fake. And this is that, it's that trope. It's that thing. And and maybe that's why you see it all the time because it is so relatable. Everybody's been there. Everybody's felt like they didn't belong or they were kind of just being strung along or you've been in the situation where you had someone that was happening to and you felt like, oh, I don't, you know, like we, I don't want to not hang out with this person because that's rude. But at the same time, like, I don't think I'm ever going to be best friends with this person later on. Yeah. Well, at least, at least Finn and Jake, I know, weren't going into it to be friends or to join the group. They just, again, wanted to have the powers. Oh, it's not, it's not Finn and Jake's fault at all. It's the ghosts is what I'm getting at. It's like the ghosts are at fault there. They're the people that are bringing these people on just to mess with them. You know, like it's an insincere, oh, you're our friend. Oh, let's hang out with you. It's a, uh, it's a prank taken too far in this episode but it certainly falls underneath what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, the insane thing is I, I don't even think it was ever a prank with the ghosts in general. I think first of all, they're just assholes. Yeah. And second of all, like Marcy's going to pr- thank like prank, thank prank Finn and Jake. Um, because she just does that. That's like her. That's she thinks it's fun. They think it's funny too. Like when she does a good prank, but the ghosts, I think from the beginning were like, oh, Marcy has these people coming over, like, we're going to suck their brains out for sure. And that led to my second deep thought was like, if these are ghosts, they had to have been alive at some point, right? You could maybe assume that, maybe assume. And like, how long would they have to have been detached from humanity to just be like, we're going to suck their brains out and we're going to kill them. Like, you have to be detached from like the living. And, And you remember how all the other dead people in the dead worlds were like, so envious of life and they were like give me your flesh i want to be alive again and these ghosts were they trying to be alive again or were they just hungry for flesh i think they were just hungry like they didn't have this man so i'm like they must be they must be uh like really detached so detached the living in in what life is and stuff like that but were were they even humans uh you know there could be just some sort of sentient being that happens to have a soul or a spirit or whatever that when it died it became a ghost yeah and that's that's exactly my thought with like maybe they weren't he maybe they were just totally not tree spirits or something weird like that i don't know yeah i know that's really fascinating man i wish i had a good combat for that because i i feel like i it makes sense to me. I don't. I don't know why they're so gung ho about it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's been a thousand years, and at this point, they're like, well, if you die, you just go somewhere else. Like we we have the fleshed out. We don't have heaven. Yeah, and, that, really, and that's, but we have a very fleshed out. Like this is what happens to you after you die, potentially. Yeah. So, they, they so don't the really feel less, dead. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really feel dead if you're still like sentient in an afterlife, and so that they don't really see that like killing Finn and Jake's that big of a deal, you know? Yeah. It's just like another one of us, like whatever. But exactly. when you're like a we, human we or when you're alive, you hold to on to these, life. Uh, yeah. And we just think it's funny to see like brains get sucked out of someone's head and then they, they just move on to the next dead world or whatever. So that's why I was like, dude, these people, these ghosts are just so like, like out in another universe, you know? Man, there's a Billy and Mandy episode, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Did you ever watch that as a kid? No, nah, that one was one of those ones that I don't think one I was gonna be allowed to watch, and then second of all, I think I was probably too freaked out by weird stuff mm. to even like it. 
My mom loved that show. <laughs> so we were very much able to watch that. There's an episode where there's a, a alien meteorite spirit slug thing that eats brains. And it's just like such a like really fun, like beboppy, jazzy, bluesy song happening the entire time. The whole episode. I think the episode's like a musical type thing. Dang, I got to rewatch that. I, I wasn't planning on talking about it, so I don't have it. But I'm sure the the travelers know what I'm talking about when I'm saying like Billy basically doesn't have a brain. And so one of the main characters doesn't have a brain. And so the dude's just like, hey, help me like get other people. We're going to hang out and have a party. Like bring them. And then he eats their brains by like going in through their ears. But yeah, random. Sorry. <laughs> Same thing. No, no, tangents. no, eat, no tangents. You can't eat a brain if you don't have a brain. Exactly. But anyways, it just reminded me, just right now talking about it, it reminded me of this episode. No tangents. No tangents. We don't tangent on the show. Oh, um, man. My, my last thing in terms of try, like trying to piece together kind of all how quickly this episode went was Finn's got the Heat Signature movie, right? They obviously have found a lot of these movies from a past world because we've seen it referenced twice in this season so far. But the movie has humans in it, right? And so I'm trying to figure out if Finn has just come to terms that he's the last human and he doesn't worry about like a whole society of other humans. Yeah, but what about Susan? We've met Susan. But well, that's why he was he was enamored with Susan. He was so pumped to meet her and have connection with another human. But well, you think so he'd see this and and be super into it? That's yeah, what I, I mean. Thought. Wow, you know, I thought huh. he'd be like, oh my gosh, these are other humans. Like, let me Let's learn, learn more about, about human. And again, it's just unless he's just come to terms and he's just totally content with the fact that all humans died and I'm the last one, and that's it. Done. Ah, damn! You, know? you, you think he'd be watching all these movies, no matter yeah. what the copyright thing says? He'd be to like, try to figure right. out what happened. I don't. Again, the it, culture, maybe, just everything. Yeah. Wow. And so I don't know, maybe that's just a, a nod to Finn to being like, dude, just way to own it, way to own just being cool with being the last human and being like, yep, there's other humans in these old movies, but um, it's cool. I'm the last one. I'm cool with that. You know. I I do want to see more of the existential crisis, Finn. Though I. That Susan Strong episode was so good. Definitely going to be in my top 10. I will see when I rewatch everything if it's in my top five or not. But I, I liked Finn in that episode. I liked the questions he was asking. I mm-hmm. wish he would have done that with this episode. If there had been a moment where he go, like maybe Jake is like, F this, just kill me now. You know, this movie's terrible. And then maybe Finn was like, no, 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 no. I need to see this. You know, like, yeah. this is important. I- I think it's it's kind of fun to see. I mean, you see it with Susan Strong, and then you do see it again in the Islands miniseries that, you know, those are the moments where Finn really feels that connection with the humanity and the existential crisis there. Everything else in the show, though, I feel like really is is Finn being very introspective in terms of all of his existential moments really have to do with who am I as a per like personality, not as a human or a dog or a whatever. It's way more of like, who am I becoming? And is that good? Is that a good thing of like what I'm becoming? And that's where all of his existential crises lie, in my opinion. Man, I can only imagine he's going to have a lot more as he gets older and older. Just thinking about our lives and where we're at and how often 
like we have moments of doubt or, or existential crisis or, or whatever, or have I made the right decisions with my life? Like you come to these crossroads and all that. And Finn is in a situation where there's no way it doesn't like he's going to need a therapist. <laughs> the dude's going to need a, and with his yeah. parents too, like he, he has so many issues that at some point when he hits that level of maturity, you know, he goes through his growth spurt or whatever, and he stops having that like blissful childlike, um, like glimmer about life as we all did when we were younger. Yeah, the innocence, the innocence factor. The innocence. Once that goes away, I just can only imagine how Finn's going to be like come the later seasons of the show. And even that's not very late into his life, but it's it's late enough. In high school, yeah, we were all oh, angsty no. and we all were like, oh, if only I wasn't, you know, a right away or, or whatever. You know, we all had those feelings at some point or another. Yeah. And, and for Finn, and this is without going, you know, into spoiler territory, it, it always happens with Finn. And I think a lot of the growth with him happens when other people around him start to get hurt, you know, due to his, his actions or due to something that he was involved in and other people are getting hurt. Then he really starts having existential crises on, am I good? What am I doing wrong? Like is, is being good. Even like, um, there's a great episode called like the eyes where Finn begins to see, he gets cursed and he gets these cursed eyes and he begins to see, um, when he looks at somebody and, and, who he thinks of that person, like what he thinks of that person, that's what they become. Um, and he has this really big crisis moment where he hates himself because the people, and he's like, is that how I see you? You know, he keeps seeing PB this way and Jake this way and Shelby this way. And he thinks he's shallow just because of that. Um, and Jake talks him out of it. It's a really great episode between Finn and Jake too, but. And it's also not the called the eyes. Y'all can tweet at us oh or, it's not the eyes that's the that's the one with yeah. the with the horse oh she hashtag nea podcast tell us what that episode is also tell us which one of us me or ned is a vampire i'm curious what i think, think it's i think it's russell it's you're russell. more pale than i am that's true actually i don't know if that's true or not i got that like you, irish paleness to me you get the irish so freckles that covers it up yeah i got this i, I got the scottish pale yeah I don't know. Hmm. Which one of us is a vampire? You I got don't the genetic pale. Night. I got the pale because it's from Scotland and we all just sit inside all day, right? <laughs> there you go. There's no sunshine in Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, that sounds like a good episode. I'm excited to get to that one day. That one's, yeah, that one's a really fun one. But, man, that's about all. I got tops. I got all the, the LSP. Got my lovelies. Um, shoot, man. I I would even just say... I got one more. It's my Jake mistake. Make you bacon pancakes. Oh, there you go. In my Jake mistake. What's wrong with Jake? What do you do, dude? First of all, he's terrified of vampires. We know this. He's absolutely. It's just just Marceline. But then, but he's so, and it's not just terror. He's like creeped out by them. So why would he want to become one? Again, if you were terrified of spiders, would you want to become a spider and live with spiders? Hey, Ned. If you can't beat them, join them. That's what Batman did. He's afraid <laughs> of bats, just, oh, and he became that, a Batman. It throws me off that Jake has no hesitation about it because this is such a big thing that they instilled in Jake that he's, he hates vampires and is so freaked out. And he doesn't even think twice. They, we, we, they don't even mention this part of Jake. So I feel like it was just a, a writer's mistake, a Jake mistake. Second, 
to like piggyback on that, he's got stretchy powers. Like, why the hell would he need floaty flying powers if you can? St- like, again, I don't know. It's he's different. just like I think this this segment is becoming Russell is the devil's advocate to Ned's. But no, that's Jake exactly mistake. what it is right now. Because like I, I just was like, dude, just the inconsistencies with Jake and. Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to fly. Anybody could think that, but like, there was two. That's that's two good reasons why Jake would have talked Finn out of this, and they just have a two second whisper, and they're like, "Yep, we want to float." And I was like, "No, that's inconsistent." Like, Jake needed to be the one that pushed back, and then caved, and then was like, "Okay, cool. I guess we'll become vampires." Whatever. Even I that would have been I that would have been a cooler way to set it up. But I do like the idea of you know embrace your fears and become the. Become the, become the Batman. I don't know. I think in the last like three or four episodes, I've taken your Jake mistake and I've just been like, and with good reason in my mind, you know, no, I don't. You just want a devil advocates my Jake mistake. But, you know, to be fair back, you know, we created this podcast because we had a lot of like long, deep conversations about nothing over drinks and pizza and whatnot. A lot of those would be like, hey, I have an idea. And then the other person being like, my idea is different, though. We do have very, we have so much in common that it's like our our principles and our values and all that are so similar. But at the same time, like we are able and willing to take criticism. And so I, I, I don't mean to just not down oh, your I don't, segment. I don't but, take offense to it at all. Cause yeah. Well, I'm bringing it then next I'm time, next it. season, next season. It's I'm, fun. I'm bringing it's it. It's fun though. It's, I think that we would have those conversations and play devil's advocate just to see, just to help to, to make you defend your point. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think we would just say, get the conversation deeper and deeper. I mean, next season, all I'm saying is like, I'm going to have Ned mistakes. It's going to be my new segment. Like Ned mistakes, making Ned mistakes. Slapping Ned's pancakes. Um, Ned's pancakes. <laughs> I can't do that. We're we're virtual now. I used to be able to do that. Yeah, he would just slap my hams all day. No, I never did that. <laughs> no, I had to think for a second there. I don't think I have. Not, I I've never think. had the desire to. I, what is okay? This is here's the issue with the podcast. Who who am I becoming? Who, this is not who, who I am. I am. Becoming? I, was changing. it this episode or last episode? This episode. Ah, oh, dang it. Pervy. No, it was last episode. <laughs> Come on, with, man. Uh, that's pervy. Mrs. Poundcake. That's pervy, Russell. <laughs> this is bad. This is, this bad. is bad. Can we end this episode? What, what yeah. are your lessons? Give me your, what are your oh, lessons? Right. My lessons is, uh, first of all, ghosts can beat vampires in rock, paper, scissors, or whatever. You. That's fair. I think ghost we all vampire that. Bill Murray. We'll call it that game. Uh, um, my, my lesson is that vampire rules are super loose. Yeah. It feels true. like they're just all over the place and not just in this episode, but just in media. Is there a definitive vampire? Maybe that's what I need to look into. This yes. Week. Yes, there yeah. is, but don't look into it too deep. Cause you'll spoil Dracula. The steak. You'll spoil the stakes miniseries. No, not, but, not oh, no, this, no, you're going to look into like old school theory. lore, like D and D vampire lore seems to be all over the place, depending on the media. Yeah, well, no, but, but go along probably with like a D and D vampire lore because you know Penn Ward's a big D and D guy. That's true, Good and point. I think he would stick with vampire lore. And then, and then, but Marceline's probably seems more inconsistent because she's got the demon aspect about her too. So uh, it kind of fits yeah. both both sides of that that coin. I just uh, love that she lesson, sucks out of her fang. Like all she needs is one fang on you to suck yeah. the color out of you. Very fascinating. Yeah, that's true. 
Second lesson, ma'am, be wary of who you're hanging out with and their true intentions. Just, just, you know, keep your head on a swivel. Yeah, trust your gut. I think a lot of times you can you can tell and trying to detach yourself or being willing to detach yourself from like, man, I really want to be their friend. I, I think that was my issue some sometimes or in the certain situation that I was referring to in college where I was like, man, I really love these guys. I want to like be one of the bros. And I never felt truly like I fit in. Yeah. And were they using me? Was I, I don't think so. But certainly I felt like I got invited to the thing sometimes because it was the way of our community. Yeah. And I don't think that was necessarily healthy. Well, and it was like, again, in, in that kind of instance, you were so enamored with being part of the community that, I mean, there's a p- possible that you just kind of blinded yourself to like, it, do I want to hang out with them? Yeah. Or like, do I want to be part of this on. community? But then all of a sudden be like, I don't know if they're being like this, then I don't know. You know? Yeah, true. Um, and the last lesson was restrain yourself from pranking if you realize it's going to hurt somebody. That's a good, good one. Point. Pretty simple. What about good you, man? Point. What's the lessons? I don't have any other lessons. It's just vampire rules are hella loose. <laughs> hella loose. I do have a ret though. Oh, okay, give me a rec. Have you listened to the new Red Hot Chili Peppers album? Mm, like the newest one? Like from like 2016 newest one? God, the one that just came out. Oh like no! Last Friday. No, man, we're going to the concert. They're touring, and we bought tickets for August. I, I know. I didn't know that they. I I didn't bad. know they came out. I've been, I've been busy. You're a bad fan. You're a bad fan, dude. Well, hey, Jackie's the mega fan. You need to talk to her about it. All right. Well, well, she's a new mega fan because she fell in love with Dark Necessities, but um, or at least that was my understanding of her fandom. And then also Lally, obviously a other friend whose last name we're not going to have to beep out. Cause I'm not going to say it cause I'm not Ned. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry about no, those beeps and that. No, honestly, <laughs> it, it kind of sucks because their social media is like, you know, people could look people up. Like, don't do that. That's not cool, man. Um, red hot chili peppers, unlimited love. It came out at this point where we're recording this. It came out last Friday and wasn't it didn't hit super hard at first it took me a couple less or a couple listens through i think i'm probably four listens through of the album this is my favorite band so of course i'm wanting to fall in love with this album but it is really good they're like 50 years old they're older you know like they've been around everybody knows the chili peppers because they've had mega hits they were an international huge band ever since blood sugar sex magic and of course californication and by the way those records uh, and Stadium Arcadium. And I wanted it to be like Stadium Arcadium. It wasn't quite that, but it was similar enough in a way. And it's John Frusciante, the legendary guitar player, child prodigy turned Red Hot Chili Peppers, turned left the band, came back, left the band again. And now he's back again for the second time. Pulled a and he, Brett Favre on him over there. He shreds. Yeah, yeah. Dude, here's, here's my recommendations for songs. If you're looking to get into this album, She's a Lover. Great song, very funky. Poster Child, same thing. Uh, very Poster Child harks back to like early Chili Peppers, which I dig. Uh, Here Ever After and Let Them Cry are like the the four songs that aren't quite the like main singles, even though Poster Child is one of the singles. Um, really dig it. Check it out if you're interested. I don't know. All right. What's your rec? My rec is Korean Barbecue. <laughs> okay that is my rec man cool. i 
Well, as, as I'm sure everybody is familiarized with Korean barbecue in the sense that it's an all-you-can-eat. You know, they bring you all the meats. But man, I had some Uber Eats Korean barbecue tonight. Kimchi fried rice with bulgogi beef on top with cheese on top and seaweed spring rolls, seaweed wrapped spring rolls. Oh, my lanta. It was awesome. So my recommendation is some fire Korean barbecue from down on Buford Highway in Atlanta. It's the bomb. I'm shaking my head because Ned is just totally bastardizing <laughs> this segment. Ned, you, you, said you, just admitted- you, said re- you didn't say band recommendation. You didn't say video game recommendation. You said recommendations. And my recommendations uh, is go patronize your it, local Korean barbecue if restaurant. It's, okay. If it's like, yeah. All right. Anyways, if it's making your life better and sure. It is that, making my life significant. <laughs> it's enhancing your life. It is. It, it's for the rec segment. It is enhancing my soul. You just right happened now. to eat it tonight, so it feels a little bit like you're phoning no. it in like I have my lovelies for the past two weeks. I didn't phone this fair. one in because I had some Korean barbecue a couple weeks ago. It was shmeh. I wouldn't have recommended it. Tonight was like flavor profiles, like I, off the wall, off the chain. Okay. I'm about it. If you're not a sponsor, if you happen to be in this area of Georgia and you're looking for <laughs> Korean barbecue <laughs> and you love this podcast, go there, tell them we sent you. We will get nothing from it. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll get ten percent off of uh, your drive home. No, we know. can't promise that. Can't <laughs> promise that. Uh, right, thank you, listeners. Us, thank you for checking them, us out. Give them a quick. Where can they follow? Neverendingeverything.com. Yeah. Oh, that's not what it is, but it is. <laughs> Instagram at Neverending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Neverending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. Email us at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. We've had a couple really good ones and we want to keep that segment going. We've got a bunch of people listening every week. Yo, send us your thoughts. Let's get uh, some season two thoughts in and we can discuss it in season three. No, nothing wrong with that, you know, or if we do a special or something, we'll see. But um, yeah, man, thanks so much for checking us out. If you are trying to get a sticker and you haven't yet, send us a little review ski. Send us a snapshot of a re- review ski from Apple Podcast app, uh, which is on your phone if you got an Apple phone. It's real quick, real easy. Takes no time at all, and you get a never-ending adventure sticker. And we love you guys. Two seasons of this podcast. Two in seasons, the bank, bro. Two, two brothers, two seasons. We're not brothers, but <laughs> I can tell you this. Well, I mean, we're brothers, but just not in like the literal sense. Not literal. No. Um, figurative. My friends, fellow travelers, please listen to me. You must go and party. Party forever. And I love you guys. Okay, bye. I love you.